Hello, and welcome back to the spoiler cast. The show where we talk about movies, and we don't care about spoiling them. And it's not quite October yet, but, well, we've kind of been talking about horror movies always. <laughs> yes. So we thought we should start the official uh, Halloween countdown a little early this year. So we're starting this episode, actually, um, talking about one of the classics. Uh, but first and foremost, my name is Tobias, and with me I have my sister and trusty co-host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. It didn't pick me up for some reason. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we're going to talk today about one of the most famous horror movies, probably. Yes. Um, and still, you managed to not see it until today or yesterday? Or yesterday, whenever. technically. Yesterday, yeah. Well. We're, uh, we're talking about <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, um, The Shining. Yes. Or just Shining. No, the Shining. The Shining, yeah, it's the Shining, right. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, we're gonna discuss the movie, and we're also gonna discuss something I discovered today, the fact that <laughs> yes. I have never actually seen the proper movie, but more about that later, I suppose. <laughs> so uh, I'm not the only one who hasn't seen it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> Um, should we do that right away, or should we talk about what we thought of the movie first? Let's talk about what we thought of the movie. All right. Well, first of all, <clears throat> we all know what the movie's about. It's yes. uh, Jack Nicholson, a.k.a. Jack Torrance, um, taking his family up to the Overlook Hotel somewhere in the Rockies, I think, right? Because they live in Colorado yeah. or so. Something like that. Yeah, to be, uh, to be the caretaker uh, during the off-season when the hotel is closed. Yes. Um, and while he's up there, uh, while they're up there, he slowly starts going insane. Or is he? Yeah. That's the, that's the main premise. There's so much more that goes on in sure. the movie. Um, but let's start. Let's start with you then, since you hadn't seen it before. How much did you know about the movie before you watched it? Well, I knew the premise. Sure. As we mentioned when we talked about Ready Player One. Uh, the Patreon oh, exclusive yes. episode, I think. I believe. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. That I, I've seen, like, scenes. I knew of the all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy thing. Sure. And I knew here comes Johnny or whatever. Here's Wendy, Johnny. Darling, light of my light life. of my life. Yeah. Yeah, so I knew some of it. I knew there was... The little boy had like some sort of psychic ability. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, and, yeah, uh, that's basically what it is. Eh, that's about what I knew. I didn't know specifically that they were like taking care of the hotel. I thought they were just like left there, maybe. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> that would have added a creep factor to it. Sure, I I, I guess, but I mean, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Okay. Um and did you did have you looked up anything behind the scenes or anything or did you just watch the movie? No. I actually okay. just watched the movie this time. Okay. Okay. Um so uh, uh initial thoughts. What did you think of it? <coughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it wasn't that scary. Mm, no. But it might be because I'm kind of What's it called? Like, dull to 
horror. You're, you're used to, to, yeah, I'm you're used used to, horror, to, to horror like this. To worse horror, I guess. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like. It's not a. Um, it's not a scary movie like trying to like scare you. There's no jump. Well, I guess there's like one jump scare. There's a couple of times when he ones. when he jumps out behind the pillar and goes oh <laughs> yeah sorry. Um, <clears throat> but it is it's definitely more of a um, what we call in Sweden uh, rysare. Uh, yes, a, a chiller. A creepy maybe? movie. Cre- creepy movie. I don't know. I mean, there's it did of- give me chills. Yes, and there's a lot of mood in the movie. Yes, it's very moody. Um, it's I know that's 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 a um, that's a um, uh, word a lot of people use when they talk about Car- John Carpenter movies, and I always say, oh. ah, that's just an excuse for for not saying his movies are boring." But here <laughs> I would say the movie is moody. It sets a mood. It sets a tone. Yeah, and it does not. It does not let go of you. It's it's it's. I mean, even before they arrive, it's kind of creepy. Well, that's the music's fault. The, yes, the music. Oh, the, the music, music is very both scary and annoying. I I like I said I I hadn't seen the movie in years. Um, I haven't, and this is one of those movies I love it, but I haven't seen it that many times. No, I think I've seen once it you've all- seen it. It feels like you don't really need to rewatch it that much. Ooh, well, there are people in the world that differ with you. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if you've sure. heard about uh, the documentary Room 237. No. Where there are uh, uh, crackpots who have they, they have... they have picked the movie apart and there are so many like references and uh, themes and different uh, interpretations of what's actually going on in the movie and the whole mystery with what is actually going on because well yeah that part does need some explanation to me yeah so people people do tend to watch it over again but I, I've only I'm, I'm this watching it now I've probably only seen it like f- all the way through maybe four or five times hmm. and I, I mean I've had this DVD <laughs> since um, yeah, since, since uh, <laughs> to 14 years back, and I'd probably seen it before that even. No, maybe not. I was, I was 16 when I was, yeah, 14 years ago, 16. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, that's that, that's probably when I saw it, 2007. So uh, I haven't seen it that many times. Um, no, and I don't. I I started rewatching it today just to make sure I like remembered some things, mm. <clears throat> and it's it's not really doesn't help at least not the first like hour and a half no there's a lot of there's a lot of setup in the first yeah. one well you said hour and a half yeah so we have to mention it now yeah should we just I talk watched about the regular yeah. version that's two uh two hours and 23 four minutes ish mm-hmm. yes and you, I however. watched <laughs> I watched the European cut, which is an hour and fifty four minutes. So you're with like credits. missing forty minutes. I'm missing like a like half an hour, and I didn't even know about this. I mean, like, yeah, I, I I bought this DVD fourteen years ago, so I probably looked it up fourteen years ago. But since then, I've forgotten about it. And didn't um, do anything about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't do anything about it because, like, maybe fourteen years ago, yeah, I, I just started collecting movies. So maybe I didn't yeah. like oh whatever or maybe I just didn't think of it, but when when the movie was released it was two hours and forty six minutes, um, but right after the premiere uh, Kubrick decided to cut out the ending coda sort of like an epilogue I think a coda is I'm not sure I think it is, 
um, for some reason. I'm not sure why. He cut it out two minutes. And then it was two hours and 44 minutes. And that was the movie that premiered after the, the, the gala premiere, the red carpet premiere. That was the, that was the movie that premiered in the rest of, of America. Two hours and 44 minutes. For some reason, I, I looked it up, but I forgot. Um, he then decided... Oh, it was, it was bad reviews. So he decided to cut it even shorter, down to an hour and 54 minutes for the worldwide release. Okay. And uh, th- that's just that's just the version that is uh, being sold in in Europe. I mean, if I if I look it up now, if I go to to Sweden's like premier website for buying movies, Disc Shop, um, I, I did this and I look up Shining. You have um, you have the you have the the regular this version of the Blu-ray. Yeah. And that movie is. Uh, 119 minutes, but it also it's always a little longer when it's on Blu-ray, so two hours. Yeah. And then then they recently released a blue uh, 4K Blu-ray version, um, here in and uh, or is that an imported version? No, it's uh it's a European release, and that is. Um. Oh. Oh, that's actually two hours and forty-three minutes. Ooh. Well, I guess I have to buy that then. <laughs> God damn it! But I mean, yeah, that's that's and that, but that 4K Blu-ray was released. Um, it doesn't say it was released here in Sweden, 2019. Yeah, so before 2019, unless you imported the movie, you could only see the European cut in Sweden. Or I don't I know. I didn't know YouTube that. YouTube had movies by, back then, but you know, I I rented it on YouTube on the Swedish. Uh, server, I guess. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So I'm. I'm really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> borrow your login so I can watch that because I'm not fucking yeah. paying for it. I already own it. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. I want to check that out because we quickly before we started uh, recording, um, we just looked we over because there's a like yeah there's a, a list of, of what scenes have been shortened on on IMDb and there's there's a bunch of like setup like they set up. The whole um, uh, Native American theme, which is barely me- barely mentioned in the European cut, and it's a that's a huge part of the uh, of the I w- book. I wouldn't and call it huge in the this version of the movie, though. Not huge, but they mention the Navajo it like twice. And, yeah, and they mention the the Indian burial ground. Yeah. but a lot of people have have um, have used that as like the 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 hotel the hotel is cursed and that's why he's well, yeah. going insane and why uh, Grady went insane and killed his family. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but, <laughs> but that's, you couldn't because you didn't know. No, because no, <laughs> the only mention of, of of Native Americans in in my version is when they're walking outside towards the they're gonna he's gonna show them a snow cat. Yeah, he says or. Um, uh, Wendy, sorry, Shelly, Wendy, <laughs> Jack, Jack, yes, but Shelly is Wendy, right? Wendy, or, uh, Winifred. Yeah, Wendy <laughs> asked when the hotel is built, and he said, uh, "Began in 1907, finished in 1909." And um, yeah, some but that's say when he it's, says that it's, it's built, built on, on an on Indian a... burial yeah. ground. That's it. When it comes yeah, to Indians, only or Native other Americans. mention of of Native Americans is. Um, uh, Wendy asking about the interior design in one of the rooms, yeah. and he's like, "Well, it's all, it's all." Well, she says, "Is it all uh, authentic?" I think she says. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yes, it's the Navajos and the whatevers." Uh, 
yeah, but that, Indians. Uh, that, connects, yeah. that connects with a, with a, with a comment that uh, Jack d- makes when he first starts talking to the bartender. The first scene he talks to the bartender when he's alone in the gold room. Yeah. He mentions the white man's burden, which oh, is right. um, this, this thing that, that there is, there is, it is the white man's responsibility to, um, um, to, uh, to spread, spread knowledge throughout the, 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 the rest of the world to all these, you know, un, un, unlearned heathens, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a racist thing. Well, yeah. Um, and that, that adds to the whole thing, um, of, of this, this being like a common, the, some people saying it's a comment on colonialism, like sort of like we talked about in the Dune episode. Well, it's probably a bit. Also, it, it's probably it's just... in there, but that's not what the movie's about. No, but some people no, no, are like, no. oh, it's all. And then they start seeing like patterns all over. We should actually, we should talk about um, Room Two Three Seven, that documentary. They are nuts. We might go fur- further into this when we do the the Patreon episode. Yes. Uh, because we are doing, we should say it right away, uh, this Monday we're releasing a Patreon episode where we talk about Dr. Sleep and probably then talk a little bit more about that stuff. Yeah. But there's this things, movie, things, things like this that. This movie doesn't really need a sequel, but it does need some more explanation. I'll <laughs> yes, give yes. you that. Um, but I was going to say, th- those are the kind of things that are you know, completely lost in the European cut. That's why I've always wondered where they get all this Indian stuff from when I when I watch Room Two Three Seven, because I've I've seen some of the stuff they talk about in deleted scenes, but that was never yeah. in the movie. And a deleted scene is not canon, so I was like, no. why do they bother? All right, whatever. Um, just to quickly talk, then also, um, uh, uh Danny wears a uh, an Apollo Eleven shirt in one scene, yes, at least one scene. Um, uh, and from that, there's some more stuff in the movie, but specifically from that. People took it to um, to to believe that um, this movie is proof that Stanley Kubrick helped to fake the moon landing. <laughs> he was no. the director. You know all the footage from the moon. You know yeah. with Buzz Aldrin and Lance Armstrong. No, yes, not, not Lance Armstrong. <laughs> that's the that's the cyclist. With the other Armstrong. Uh, you know the other Armstrong. The guy yeah, went to the moon. The other Armstrong. I don't know. Um, the Armstrong. All that footage that was shot of them up on the moon was actually directed by. Stanley Kubrick in yeah, a no, studio. I've heard that. You've heard about that, yeah. Yeah. And this is him like confessing to it by having Danny have that shirt on. And what? St- <sighs> I, there's so funny much... sidetrack. I just recently saw someone compare the moon boots to the footprints on the moon in that clip. It's like, are yeah. we not done with this? <laughs> no, no. Apparently not. Never. People still believe we didn't go to the moon. Yeah. I can see why, but problem is we we did. We've done it now, at least. Yeah, we are. Yeah. If nothing else. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> en- enough about that. So I just want to say, if 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 Rebecca references, if references to something, and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's because I have missed half an hour of the movie yes. since that was not on my goddamn DVD. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Do- okay. So you liked it. Uh, yeah. It's a bit odd, and I, I don't really understand it. Like, I understand the, the basics of it. But yeah, there the, the surface. details that I don't really get, and... Uh, yeah. And, it's, it's very well, confusing at points. Yes. Specifically the, when it comes to every time Jack sees someone else. After, yes. you know, when they're alone. Is that a figment of his imagination? Are there ghosts? Well, do we know that? Should I understand that? 
<laughs> so um, I'm feeling kind of stupid. Those are those are the things because Stanley Kubrick very 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 private person, very seldom well, yeah. did interviews. Um, so people haven't really been able to ask him what he thought about the movie. But what's it in the book? Um, oh, it's been so long since I read the book. The book is very different. Okay. The, bo- the book is much more like upfront with it. Like there's there's like evil evil spirits in the hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that would make sense even. In yeah, the and they 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 try to take over um, Jack and, and make him uh, make him kill his family. Um, well, yeah, that's and, and it's, what... it's it's not like oh, is he going insane or is is it evil spirits? No, it is evil spirits because even in the end. Um, he like manages to stop himself, or like like to get the to overpower the spirits, and actually uh, destroys the hotel. Oh. Um, he like I don't remember. He like, like instead of an axe, he has a he, he has a big sledgehammer, and he like smashes himself <laughs> in the face with it, trying to kill himself. Um, to okay. stop himself from killing Danny, I'm pretty sure it's Danny down in the boiler room. You know, there's one scene. It's in my version. One scene when. <laughs> Wendy is down in the boiler room checking yeah. some stuff. That's very important because in the movie, um, the boiler is like the heart. No, in the book, the boiler <laughs> room is like the heart of the the hotel, and that's where everything goes down. And in the end, he he smashes up the boiler room so that it, that the the hotel explodes. Okay, yeah, that with, not, with that's not in even it. in my version of the movie. No, no, the no, that's not in any version of the uh, the movies. I I'm not sure about the Doctor Sleep movie because i haven't seen that i've only read the book um and i didn't read the whole book because it was kind of boring <laughs> anyway <yeah. laughs> modern stephen king not as good as old stephen king that's just <laughs> i've only read one stephen king so I okay really well I've read, I've read some of the old books I, some of the new books he was better think. before anyway anyway uh, um and I'm, I'm not sure because because what i've heard is that the doctor sleep book and sort of movie is more of a sequel to the movie version of The Shining. Oh, yeah, kind of. Like, like because a lot of people just when they, when they think of The Shining, they think of the movie instead of the book. Yeah. Is, so like True. he had to like kind of have that in mind when he wrote Doctor Sleep. Like some people just don't know what happened in the book, so but I'll focus on what happens in the movie. If you're gonna read the book, you probably know about the original book. Yeah, but who? How many have read the book? No, but I mean Doctor Sleep book. Oh, sure. If you read the Doctor Sleep book, you probably either will read or have read the original Shining book. Who knows? Who knows? That's why anyway, I never read anyway, Doctor Sleep. That's just what I've heard. Like I said, I haven't finished the book. I never even saw the movie, so I don't know. Yeah. But that's just <laughs> what I've heard, that it's supposed to like function as kind of a sequel to both. Well, we'll see. Even though they're very different. Um, and... and I gotta say, uh, t- speaking quickly about the book, um, The Shining, the book is very good, but I prefer the movie. The oh. movie is much more of a mystery, um, and the, the the whole oppressive feeling of being locked in the hotel with them is not there in the book because before the snowstorm, because um, they're they're up there for like almost two months before the snow actually shows up. Yeah, or at least a month. In a the, month in the, in the, in the movie. movie. Yeah. Um. They leave the hotel, or at least Jack does, and he goes to like a pharmacy p- to pick up some drugs. Um, he talks to drugs uh, or medicine. Uh, d- medicine, <laughs> drugs. He goes to a drugstore. Well, yeah. Um, uh, it's like I think something for headaches or something, which is a big thing. He has these headaches all the time. It's it's much more like 
Um, there's much more build-up of him slowly, like, losing his mind in the book. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Because in the film, it feels like he's hating his family as soon as he sees them after he's been at the hotel. Yes. Um, like, in uh, the car ride, he just wants to drive off a cliff. Yes, he's very, very <laughs> dismissive, very standoffish. Very annoyed, almost. Yes. Like, well, maybe you should have had your breakfast, Danny. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Jesus, Ooh. dude. Yeah. Relax. Um, <laughs> and that is that is developed a little more in the book. Um, they do mention that, you know, that the, their relationship isn't the best since he hurt Danny two years yeah. ago. Yeah, um, but that well, is that is developed that in the movie more. as well. Well, so. you got the doctor scene as well. They talk about it there, right? <clears throat> yes, because mention... in in the longer version, you have a scene where Danny's talking uh, to the Tony, his finger, the little guy in his mouth, <laughs> the little boy in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, he just sees the the famous blood coming out of the elevators mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's in bed and there's a doctor there and they're checking him and it's just like, do you remember anything? He's like, no, I don't remember anything. And the mom and the doctor goes out to the living room and they talk and mom tells the doctor about the whole um, dad basically ripping the kid's arm off. Well, yeah. out of socket, I guess. The shoulder's dislocated or something. Yeah. And I mean, that's... that's We do, we get that so late in the European version that it's like, oh, oh! To have that information that early definitely sets more of a precedent, like ah, this relationship, yeah. this family is kind of... It's it's strained. That's like 15 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine then getting that ab, um, after, <laughs> after he wakes up from the nightmare saying that, oh my god, in my dream I killed you and Danny, I chopped up little pieces. Oh. And then he works, walks in with the ripped shirt and the nail marks the, on his uh, yeah. throat. And that's after that, that's when he walks into the gold room and gets a drink from the bartender. That's when we find out about it in the European version. You're like, oh. oh. So before that, yeah, he's a little standoffish, but he seems to be like a, a, a nice guy. A little, a little angry, but fine. But then, yeah, because he does lashes out, lash out at, at Wendy at one point. Like the first time he sits down to write in the movie, <sighs> yes. he likes, he like goes mad. I got, I, I gotta say though, I think that's that. That's also it becomes more ambiguous than in the European cut, which maybe that's good because yeah, I get him in that scene <laughs> to have I'm someone walking you. To have someone walk in and you start like making small talk when you're trying to work on something creative. However, just fuck off. You could handle it better. Uh, Definitely, definitely. Also, have chosen a better room to sit in. Like, why are you in? Like, I think it's the lobby or something. No, it's It's the uh, the room uh, right off of the Colorado Lounge. Yeah, but that's like just off the lobby. Yeah, well, there's only three people in the hotel. Biggest room. In the house, sure. on the biggest desk, in the middle of the room. Dude, you could have picked any room. You could have picked an office. You could have picked, like, somewhere else, basically. Well, okay, yeah, the most of nice the hotel room. rooms are supposed to be locked. But you have the ballroom. You have other lounges. You have the dining hall, probably. Like, please. Yeah, Stop. yeah, I know, I know, but it's it's a it's a nice room. I see where you picked it. Sure, sure. But yeah, if you want to be alone, pick something. Pick some set some boundaries before you sit down, maybe. Yeah, like but talk I mean, then to we, your wife. Then we don't get that scene. No, so it's for I get it's it. for the movie, and but, but at, it at that feels point, very harsh for being the yes, first scene yes. we see him lash out in. But it makes sense sure. if we know that he is kind of an aggressive guy. 
yeah. from from that scene with the doctor. Ooh, yeah, I guess I missed that. But also, <sighs> Wendy does say that well, we have he hasn't touched alcohol since, and we're doing so well. Yeah, we missed that as well. The only talk about alcohol comes once again when he says, "Man, I would give my soul for just one glass of beer," and that's also in the gold room. The first time he he talks to the bartender. Oh yeah, an hour. That's like forty minutes in. So fucking annoying. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Well. Just. Just. Uh. Uh. Where were we? <laughs> don't really know we were talking about some differences between the long and the short version i guess yeah yeah but, but um, going on like uh, like uh what, on, 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 the, on the surface level oh sure yeah do you remember what you thought the first time you saw it if you liked it if you were intrigued um i liked it i liked i liked it a lot um yeah. but i was in my my pretentious face so oh right a stanley kubrick that. yes a stanley kubrick horror movie perfect for me um <laughs> but I, I haven't like gone back and like no this isn't good i've, I've always liked it since then yeah. um but i also i also like movies where people slowly go insane so i, li- I sure. like i like movies about sad hitmen i like movies about stoic men with beards and i like movies about people going insane so this was a perfect you, movie for you, me you, Sad Hitman? Sad Hitman, yes. Um, you have... Example. The, um, you have uh, Leon, or the professional. He's uh-huh. maybe not sad, but, you know, he learns more about the world, and then he loses... You know, yeah. Um, we don't, we, I'm not going to spoil the professional. Watch that movie. Um, you have the movie The Matador, with uh, Pierce Brosnan, if you have seen that, and, and uh, Greg Kinnear. Great movie. Uh-huh. Not sure if I've seen that He's one, not actually. sad. He's, like, neurotic. He's a neurotic <laughs> hitman. Anyway, okay. and you have... Um, uh, it's, it's, Basically uh, anything that's not uh, you know run of the mill professional hitman. Yeah, uh, Gross Point Blank is also like oh, yeah. a, a hitman who's like losing faith in what he's doing because maybe you shouldn't kill people, you know. <laughs> and there's um, there's this movie with um, uh, Michael Keaton that came out a few years ago before he had his renaissance, um, where he is before uh, uh, Birdman or whatever it's called. Yeah, a few years before Birdman, he did a movie called. Uh, uh, the Merry Gentleman, where he uh, he is about he's about he's a hitman who is about to take his life, but then he he spots a woman, um, who thinks she's also trying to take her life, so he, he helps uh, her, of course. and then finds a new lease on life. Of course, I, 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 it's just something about a person <laughs> whose whose uh, like job is to kill people, then finding like a reason to not. to love life, you know, not kill, yeah. Or, you know, kill, but for a good reason instead of just money. I, I love those kind of stories. And um, also and people going slowly insane, which uh, I can agree on. People going yes. slowly insane is interesting. Yes. But I don't know if this one hit the notes on that. Okay. I feel like he goes insane kind of quick. But it's probably... I don't know if it's Jack Nicholson's acting. <laughs> yes. He he is a little or insane himself. So <laughs> he's not like uh, he's Kubrick's, acting normal. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's Kubrick's directory. I don't, I don't really know. That's a it's a it's a um it's a, it's a combination of, it. of both yes yeah because um, Jack Nicholson is I could only see the Joker basically that's all I saw yes it's uh, that is for better or worse probably his most iconic role ever uh, the Joker yeah. in Batman I, it's just insane haha <laughs> um, haha <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean I don't I don't know in in your in your version uh, yes. at what time but I mean. I, I was I will see it that he he has not gone full insane until he talks to Delbert Grady in the in the uh, in the bathroom, 
when they're when they're uh, wiping uh, off yes, the, the spilled he... drinks. Um, avocado. Yeah, the av- avocado. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sorry for speaking Swedish. I think Swedish. it's. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I just assumed it's some it's sort of. It looked like eggnog. With avocado, but... but I don't know. I don't know. Avocado. Avocado doesn't stain though, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it is greasy, I suppose. True. Anyway. Either way. Um, well, yeah, that's when he's truly going insane. But yeah, before that, it's just been moments like he's snippy he's towards. Very, yeah, he's very snippy. He's very easily annoyed. He, which... the, the scene where where Danny goes into their apartment, he's just sitting there and like yeah. I'm just tired. There's like there's these moments of him like um, losing it basically, and then there's like oh that's why that's why I'm tired. That's why I can't focus. I have yeah. to kill my family because he's crazy. Yeah, and that's like an hour. That's like 50 minutes in, almost an hour into to to the European version. So I think that it's plenty of build up. It's just that it's it's not like it's not like a, like a gradual build up. There's there's like scenes so it's like a, it's like a staircase instead of a if you if you're just listening to this check out the youtube version because you can actually see me doing hand gestures <laughs> sorry <laughs> um it's it's not like it's like a, it's like he it's like steps like every scene where he's a little more insane it's like a step towards going proper crazy instead of like a, yeah. a slow ascent up a hill or something i i, don't know. I have to check something with you because i just like scrolled through the movie to to check timestamps. Mm-hmm. The first time he has a drink in the gold room is mm-hmm. at the hour mark for me, uh, approximately, just after yeah. um, he wakes the, up from the nightmare. The nightmare. Yeah, and that's about 40, 45 minutes for me. In between that, he has the whole meeting the lady in the green bathroom. No, that's after. And then the second drink no but he must he must meet the lady after because um mm. what no because no 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 wait 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 because wait. this is the thing he wakes up from the nightmare yeah then he walks in with the scratches on his neck and the uh ripped shirt yeah um wendy then says you did this you bastard and runs away with him yeah he gets angry goes walks to, to the gold room to get the drink and yes. tells the bartender that i might have hurt him once three years ago yeah and then she comes running uh, Jack, Jack, Danny says there's a lady in here. We're not alone. No. She's in room 237. And he I... goes to check, makes out with the lady. Turns out she's a zombie lady. He goes back to their apartment and says, no, I didn't see anything. That's not what happens in your version? Um, well, there's a bunch of things in between. Well, yeah, well, of course, because it's, ha- it's half an hour longer. <laughs> but yeah, she does come running after that. And then there's a green lady. And then there's the second bar scene a few a little later. later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same order. It's just like, are things happening in the wrong order? Is that why it's confusing? No, I don't. I don't no, think he's not. moved around and stuff. It's just that there's more stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited to watch this version. <laughs> Almost two and a half hours long. Yes. <laughs> well. Um. Yeah. I don't know if it needed all of it because most of it's Probably not really. Not adding too much no like like if you if you're really gonna like kill your darlings um having having you know the information that jack hurt danny be told twice not necessary but i probably prefer us knowing it early in the movie rather than later i think i mean both of those scenes kind of make sense because it's it's 
uh, I was about to say Shelly as well now. Uh, Wendy. Wendy just like explaining it to the doctor, going like, ah, that's, that's yeah, just something yeah, that happens. It's, it's, and it's and from two different it's, uh, perspectives. It's Jack so that's... Uh, owning up to it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And obviously showing like, the kid was a nuisance. I had to do something. Didn't yeah. mean to hurt him, but I had to do something. Yeah. Because... He had what? What was Little it, like? Played fucker with threw his, all uh, my papers on the ground. Yeah, he's been playing with the papers yeah. or whatever. But the best thing that that's also like a little sign that he you know, and that's going crazy. But I can see what if he that he's violent because when he says little fucker, he like lifts his uh, his, yeah, his fist like he wants to hit the air. Like, <laughs> yeah. also, I mean, he's sitting down to have a drink when he's uh, apparently been sober since Danny uh, started preschool. Yeah, yeah, they talk about him being, like, a proper alcoholic in the book. Yeah. Like, and that's why he hurt Danny, because he was, like, a violent alcoholic. That's actually, because uh, when I, I looked up The Shining on IMDb, there was another The Shining that came Mm-mm. up. Yes, there's, like, a, a TV show or something, yeah. yeah. I've seen and a the, little the, bit of that. The premise for that one is that a raging alcoholic goes takes a job in the mountains to get away from everything basically yeah. that this is his um chan- chance to to uh, Sober go up. cold turkey <laughs> yeah yeah which it's not really the same in the movie because he's been apparently he's been sober for years yeah and i'm pretty sure i'm guessing danny's gotta be like eight or nine at the least uh, i think he's eight yeah he can't be much younger. No, um, and I, I think maybe in the book he like relapsed shortly before the m- book or movie starts, and that's maybe like why he took this job. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, because he he's not a teacher anymore, and I, I feel like he got fired. That might be more I than he leaving. But that's I don't just remember a... that from the book. But that 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 would make sense because you know yeah, he talks that's... about oh you want me shoveling uh, uh, driveways. Uh, yeah, like he talks about something else like the bad jobs he had before between being a teacher and this. So yeah, yeah, he probably lost his job due to drinking. It feels like it. Even though they don't say it, that's what it feels like. It's probably what happened. (laughs) Yes, yes. Or Um, at least being too uh, harsh on the kids or something. Yes. Um, But but speaking of what the the movie really is about, (laughs) nobody really knows, but not... not, But but like one of the more like... um, uh, uh, not not as crazy ideas. What it's really about is <laughs> that it, it is a it is a movie about domestic abuse. Um, mm, yeah, that beca- would make sense. Be- because sure, uh, Wendy does see some ghosts or whatever. She sees the bear and the dude. Um, she sees the <laughs> yeah. guy with the with the cut on on his on his head. Yeah. Um. So she she sees some stuff. Um, but other than that, all of it is basically uh, in Jack's head, uh-huh. i.e. him being a little crazy. Except and for the little girls who are, who are in Danny's head, I guess. Sure, yeah. But he, that's because he has to shine, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, it's not, it's a, it's, um, um, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a movie about <laughs> domestic abuse. It's, it's a, it's a metaphor for domestic abuse. Yes. Like we talk about. There's, you know, there's yeah. the surface level stuff and what it's really about. Sure. Um, because Wendy is obviously um, always trying to like keep save face. Um, yes. She's trying to stay positive, um, and kind of even though um, she does a bad job, it tries to tiptoe around Jack because she knows what happens if she doesn't. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and then it ends in him, like, going, like, properly, like, just losing his shit and trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, also, the whole... Sto- story we have heard so many times in movies and in real life about people, sure. you know, going, going insane and killing their family. I mean, also, the, the hotel and being, like, isolated is bit of a metaphor for being in a domestic abusive domestic yeah that abusive you, you can't reach abusive. out to anyone yeah and you, even if you, you could you, you don't feel like you can yeah like the one time she talks to to um the, the like ranger station or, rangers, or whatever it is yeah, yeah. and they ask how is everything up there oh pretty good but like it's it's not good it hasn't been good for years no she's just trying she to keep up appearances people, yeah she, you wouldn't tell anyone because you're you're ashamed of it. That so. makes even more sense in the the longer version where you have the scene where she talks to the doctor. Yes, yes. And I think that is, that is once again, I have no idea what Kubrick's idea was, but based on some of the stories from behind the scenes, um, that's probably the closest to what he wanted to tell a story about. Yeah. Um, because um, it's, it's quite infamous... Um, uh, the, st- the stories about how he, how Stanley Kubrick uh, treated uh, Shelley Duvall, because oh? he, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a uh, like kook in general, or he was, he's dead now, but, um, but he was, he was always like on set. He was very nice to all the people working, and even though he pushed them very hard, I mean, they did like hundreds of takes for some scenes. That was his thing. He just wanted to do it over and over. He again. wanted, he wanted. It had to be perfect. right in his head. Ooh, yeah, yeah, but he was like openly hostile towards Shelley Duvall. Um, like, like picking on her, uh, making her wait extra long for her scenes, and even, like, when she fucked up a take, instead of just, oh, let's just do it again, like you told everyone else, he was just like, oh, my God, you're wasting everybody's time, you're ruining the movie. And she, Jeez. like, had, like, like, like panic attacks uh, behind the scenes, and there's even, uh, uh, she, like, started having like hair loss because she was so stressed about the whole situation oh, yeah. um and she has said afterwards that uh they they had like i mean that was like when they were around other people and he did like not not excuse his his behavior because it's not really not, not really an excuse for it but he did try to make it up to her you know in between being mean to her if you know what i mean which sure. which also kind of sends mixed That's messages also- but i mean he he wanted to push her, but then it was like we gotta take it a little easy. But then kept pushing her, and she said yeah. that like that's why her her performance is so good. So she doesn't regret doing the 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 the, the movie, but she wouldn't she would never do it again. <laughs> that's what she no, says. No, because she's literally having real emotions. Then I yeah. suppose I just read in her mini bio on IMDb that um about that when they were filming it. Um, the most obvious example is when Kubrick shot the famous baseball bat scene with Duvall and Nicholson yeah. 127 times. And not which the is hitting, the world just the one. Just the for one. the most number of takes in any film set. Yeah, just the part when he says, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your head in. Yeah, and she's like, swinging. Having to, like, that keep done away. Over 120 times. Like, yeah. at that point. In the like, same, like, in the span of time, that's probably not more than a couple of days. Yeah, probably. If even. I think it took three days or something to film that scene, which that should not take you more than a few hours with setups no. and everything, but he took three days to shoot that scene. So yeah. And and I mean if you wanna if you wanna like you you, you could uh, you can conflate that or you could you can see that as another form of like 
domestic abuse. They're in a working yes. relationship, and he's he's uh, uh, abusing her mentally. Well, both of those things, abusing her and then being very kind and caring, is also part of it. The yeah, it's a manipulative thing that yeah. domestic abusers do. Yes, so because uh, you are the love of my life, but uh, if you don't do what I say, I'm I will kill, kill you. you. Yeah, yeah, um, that's horrible. <laughs> so that, that, that's that's something because. I, I think I think the movies. I don't know if I said that earlier. I think the movies movies, the movie is brilliant. I lo- I think it's a masterpiece. Like I said in the beginning, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, but I, I think figured- I was focusing focusing a bit too much on that. I was like. I was expecting it to be out. a horror movie and okay. trying to figure out what all the ghosts were. So I, <laughs> I didn't pick up on certain things at first. But no. like thinking about it, sure, yes, yeah, that's I why can you totally know. See that. That's, that's, that's why, why I say it warrants a, a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yes. Um, but after hearing those things, and that, that you you see a lot of that in the documentary because uh, Kubrick's wife shot like a proper feature length documentary while they okay. were making the movie, and then there is a a um, um, uh, a documentary made in like two thousand one, just after he died, or a few years after he died. Um, called like a life in pictures something where they bring that up a lot um, that uh-huh. he was very very harsh especially during The Shining he was very harsh on the on the actors and then especially um, Shelley Duvall um, and then and it was like yeah that, that's you know but you know he 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 was an eccentric director so you have to kind of deal deal with that when you're making when he's making movies but then I saw um, a YouTube video about it um, the kind of Kind of, kind of cast it in new light, and and even she who did that, vi- I think it was her. Um, I mean, I've heard that he's a bit eccentric, even like uh, when he did the Clockwork Orange. Apparently, some of the like beat up scenes are more or less real. Oh yeah, and I know um, uh, Malcolm McDowell uh, is not was not friends after that movie with uh, with Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um. Uh, but let's see if I can find that. Um, yeah, here, uh, Maggie Mae Fish. She's a, she's a YouTuber who made um, a video called Myth of the Auteur, Stanley Kubrick versus David Lynch, where she brings up all this, that, you know, um, yeah, the movie's great, but it's worth that kind of uh, treatment of the actors. Um Which, yeah. It, yeah, it, it makes it, it even worse it really that puts they're it only into like... Perspective, like the movie wouldn't have been as good, I think. Probably not. If he didn't do what he did. But it just at the same makes time, it more obvious also because there's only about four actors in yeah. the length of the movie. But is it is it worth it? Is it really worth it when she had like panic attacks and suffered? Maybe not specifically because of The Shining, but she suffered up until her death with like anxiety and and. Um, she was even on Dr. Phil um, some years ago oh. and t- talked about it. Like, sh- she had a lot of, like, problems um, towards the end of her life. And and some of it probably stemmed from this. And then, like, is sure. it... Sure. You could get some sort of PTSD from yeah. that. Yeah. And then it's like, is it, was, was it worth it? I don't know. I mean, I still like the movie, but is that <laughs> something to ponder while while you watch it or when you... When you uh, talk about the movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll I'll leave I'll I'll leave a link to the video in um uh, in the description of the of the uh of the podcast if you want to watch it. It's a good it's a good video. It's pretty long, but it's it's a good one. 
Um, but yeah, so 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 that 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 that's that's why the the whole domestic abuse angle definitely feels like that's what the movie is about. Um, and then of course, yes. the surface story is it's a haunted hotel, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's not real ghosts. It's the ghosts in our brains who makes us do things. See, know. there's one thing though, in the long version at least. I don't know if it's in the short version. No, okay. that makes me question that. Okay. Because in the end, after spoiler, obviously, but you know, well, it's a spoiler um, cast, so. Uh, yeah, after uh, you see him frozen to death in the maze or just outside yes. the maze. Yes, no, no, whatever, no. That's yeah, the the photograph. Yeah. 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 That's in. That's that's in every verse. Explain that, please. There is no explanation for that, and that's <laughs> once again, I, I probably put in there the, to confuse the audience. What's Pe- his name? The 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 butler dude. Uh, uh, Delbert Grady. Yeah, Grady. He says something about like, well, you've always been here. You've always been here. You've always yeah. been the ter- caretaker. Now you've always been a ter- caretaker, and I know this because I I've always been here. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, is he is he a reincarnation of someone? Is he a uh, I don't know. Daywalker? <laughs> I don't know. Vampire? No, no. Once again, <laughs> once again, I think that is taking it too literally. Um, yeah. Cuz if it is a, if it is about a guy, uh, 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 an abusive guy, a drinker, somewhat crazy dude, Yes. Who is who is cooped up in this hotel for six months with nothing but his his uh, nagging wife and his his goddamn brat son of a bitch Weird as he's called son. him yeah <laughs> um he yeah they, they will make him go slowly insane but sure then cabin fever yeah um but then I I I think that is it's not a reference to him being at the hotel. I think that is a reference um, to uh, to this this violent this violent urge he has ah. has always been there. He kept it at bay, but now he has he snapped because of being stuck in the hotel. Yeah, and Delbert Grady is not a part. I mean, there was a Grady there. Obviously, when he insane. didn't kill his no, but, daughters and wife. Yeah, um, and and himself shot and himself, himself in the head. Right. Um, but in when the the Grady he talks to is just that violent urge inside of himself. Yeah. And him it's being the devil him, on his shoulder, basically. Yes, exactly. And and him being the caretaker is he he's the one who takes care of I don't know he, he, him, he, he is the person the caretaker. Yeah. The hotel is his mind, and Grady is that yeah the devil on his shoulder in his head. Yeah. That's why you have the, the the maze. When he looks at the maze, he's really peering inside his own mind. And that's why it's so giant when he sees uh, uh, Wendy and, and Jack, uh, Danny oh, walk through the yeah. through the maze. So that's the the, the, the empty shot. Yes, uh, it's fa- it's fake though. <laughs> the yeah, maze sure, was not that big. Still beautiful, um, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and that's so the so the hotel becomes a metaphor for his mind. Right. Um, yeah. No, I've heard that before as well. Yeah. Um, and then him being in that photo, that's just to, f- to mess with the audience. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of like when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio spins the, the, the top at the end of Inception, and then the yes. movie cuts before we see it stop. 
it's just it's know. just to mess with the audience. Yeah. And in that in that case, even even uh, Christopher has said, I don't know. We just filmed he, he it have a plan. and then That's we cut. A, yeah, he didn't yeah. have a plan. It was just to spin it. Yeah. It's just to mess with the audience. I think there's there's not like he's not a ghost. But see, you think though because you have other elements that that speak to the supernatural. Mm-hmm. You'd assume that all of it's supernatural because you have the shining. You have the kid who talks to himself, or well, you the old chef uh, dude, whatever his name was, um, uh, Halloran. 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 Yeah. He he confirms that there are other people with the shine who can speak through their minds. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you 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 add a sort of a sort of uh, fantastical element to it, then why wouldn't ghosts be real too? And that's where um, that that's where where Stephen King's like style of writing kind of clashes with Kubrick's style of of making movies, mm-hmm. because um, you you read one Stephen King book. Which book had you read? Uh, what's it called in English? Misery. Oh Lida. yeah, Lida. Misery. Yeah, yeah. misery. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one that's actually really just about one thing. Um, yes. But like, in, in, <laughs> that's an amazing book, by the way. If anyone hasn't read that book, please read it. It is amazing, in my opinion. Um, yeah. No, I liked it. I read it in for a book project, I think. Oh, okay. Really good. I could write really good stuff about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but when you have a book like The Shining, you have um, uh, evil spirits. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, po- po- possessing a hotel and also people, um, you you have you have uh, a, a bit of like a domestic abuse situation in the book as well. Uh, you know yeah. the, the whole the, the the family drama portion of the book. Yeah. Um, with him with him starting to drink and being angry and all that. Then you also have the whole telekinetic tele- telepathic powers between yeah the shining. Danny and Halloran. Um, mm-hmm. And and you're like, what does one have to do with the other? Like, what yeah. what what do the evil spirit story have to do with the telepathic story? See, in my world, that would be that he can like sense the ghosts, or he can speak to them, or something through his telepathy. Through but he the never shining. really does that, other than that he sees the ghosts sometimes. Well, okay. But Jack sees the ghost also. as well. The only one who doesn't is is uh, is Wendy. So well, no, she does as well. She does it in the movie as well. Yeah. So what's the point of the Shining in the yeah, movie? Yeah, that's that's what I'm questioning. Yeah, and that's the thing with Stephen King. Um, haha. <laughs> um, something that happens a lot in his later books, like um, like a book like the uh, Duma Key, where yeah. uh, uh, have you know about the Duma Key? I know so, which one it is. I think I bought. I might have bought one of them for you. Or the one for you. Well, I, I have it. Yeah, I, I don't know if you borrow you know, anyone. Someone Christmas bought it. Something. <laughs> anyway, great book up until the last like 40, 50 pages. Because before that, it's about a man um, who loses his arm in a in a construction site accident. He's a foreman mm-hmm. on a construction site, so he he gets like his half his brain bashed in, and he loses an arm. Um, and because of that, he has like um, a change in in in. Um, um, he becomes like a per- different person almost, which is which happens. Well, sometimes yeah, that happens. Yeah, brain damage. Um, so he divorces his wife because he like in a in a like in a, in a fugue state tries to kill her or something. I don't remember. So he moves to Florida to do maquis, um, ah. uh, and to, to to retire, and then he starts like painting, 
Um, and he learns to use his phantom limb to paint. But when he paints with his phantom limb, he like paints uh, things that hasn't happened yet and stuff. Uh, and like, yeah, he like he can access things in his brain to to see things that hasn't happened, or uh, he can like make things. I don't remember exactly. However, towards the end of the book, um, he the 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 guy with the with one arm, um, and like two friends or something that he gets along the way of the book, the story, yeah, um, fight ghost crocodiles and pirates. What? Yeah. It just goes, it goes insane, <laughs> and okay. and it, the, the whole thing that he's like accessing this other. It's the, he's not that he can see stuff things that hasn't happened. He, like accesses another dimension, and there you have ghost pirates and and uh, interdimensional crocodiles, and it's like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, or, or like the end of of uh, Cell or Signal or whatever it's called. And the Swedish title is Signal. Um, which is it's just English. a it's a zombie story, yeah. Um, about some people trying to survive a zombie apocalypse, uh, and that there is this this signal. Whenever you li- hear the signal, you become a zombie. All oh, right, right, kind of a weird w- version of the zombie apocalypse, but still. However, the longer the movie goes, or, movie and book, book. the book there's a movie. Terrible <laughs> oh, there's a movie. movie too. Oh yeah, terrible movie. Jesus. Um, uh, the zombies start to develop this herd mentality. They become like, um, like a you know one mind, like legion, like the the, the yeah, death yeah, yeah. in Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> and they can like telepathically communicate. They can fly. What? And the leader of the zombies can talk with humans telepathically. And some of the humans, even though they don't hear the signal, start to like lose their minds. And in the well, end, yeah, because zombies are flying and yeah, and in the end, it's like the zombies are like the regular people, and the few humans who are still alive are like become the monsters. <laughs> What's going on? Just write a zombie story, you fucker! And that's the problem with The Shining. There's so much stuff going on. I mean, there's a scene in The Shining book, or a, a page, a scene, whatever, where. Uh, yeah. Hedge animals, you know, when you cut hedges into big animals, they come alive and start chasing Jack in the garden. But they're like, oh no, he's just going crazy. No, no, he has physical wounds from being attacked by them. Okay, no, that does. So that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) There's so much. Stephen King writes. He he's so good at writing. Like his dialogue is great. His characters are great. But then he. Always, almost every book he writes, at least that I've read, he adds this these strange things that makes no sense. And like, why is this in here? It's terrible. I and that's the problem with Stephen King and his writing. He has written a book on how to write books. I know, I haven't read it, but I know you've read it. You, yeah, I've read it because I had I ha- again. I, I needed to have yeah. uh, uh, in school. Uh, if you were, I was had to do like a graduation project, and you had to have. Um, what's it called? Uh, fakta literatur. Um, uh, well, uh, fact books, basically. Yeah, academic literature. Aca- yeah, academic literature about the subject. And I chose, obviously, to try and write a book or yeah. how to write a book. So I had to pick books about that that were approved. And it's called like, Stephen King was... on writing or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, basically. Yeah. And he, he does tell like very clear things about how to write your character and how to keep things. But... 
So he seems like he knows what he's doing, but when you mention stuff like that, it's like, oh, but at the end, <coughs> I need to spice it up a bit. So let's just throw in something batshit crazy. Yeah, that's what he does a lot of times. I mean, he does mention that like throwing in things that are odd might spice it up a little bit, but I never interpreted like that crazy. No, it goes <laughs> insane in some of the books. So at least because I, I can't remember, remember uh, misery having anything like that. No, either. misery is very straightforward. That's why that's probably my favorite uh, Stephen King book that I've read. I want to think that I've read the the uh, what's it called? Yushuku Gordon. Uh, oh yeah, ab, ab, um, uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Pet Cemetery. Yes, I've read Pet Cemetery as well. Um, and it's but that's even there. Even there, kind of the movie kind of goes off the rails because you have like sure. a zombie baby attacking people. But it's still but it's it, pretty tame if you if you compare it to some of, of the other books. Correlation at least. Yes, yes, it does make sense. Again, but, though, you have an Indian burial place. You have an Indian burial place, and it, the movie, uh, the movie, and the book Pet Cemetery is a lot more like. Like um, um, it feels more like like a, like a genuine like spooky story, and then yeah. it becomes kind of uh-huh. macabre towards the end, and it's kind of like a, like a, almost like exploitative, like oh sure, you have a baby walking around with a knife killing his mother, like what? But what? it's still a horror story. Yeah, but before that, it's it's a story about uh, a family having to deal with the death of their infant child. True. Basically, uh, and then that turns into a zombie baby. Chasing I them, guess. it's like what? But that's but that's mild. That's mild weird. if you if you if <laughs> you compare some of his other stories, specifically Dumaki. Dumaki is insane. It's a good book, but it's <laughs> insane. Jesus. Anyway, well, so you have the problem there because yeah, the the Shining book ends with the hotel exploding and and Jack basically fighting off the demons in his head, and. That just because the movie, uh, the book is so it's so understated. It's so it's so like it it's it build it builds mood. It's it's a character study of Jack and I guess Wendy, and to then introduce this like almost action action movie ending towards the the, the end, <laughs> it, it just wouldn't work. And I can see why it's... I can see why Stanley Kubrick really. Um, took to the whole character study part of the book yeah. and then said, well, fuck this ending. This is how we're going to end it. And I mean, it, it, does, go, it does go a little feels... nuts in the end of the movie as well. Sure. He running around, killing people with an axe. But it's like a 1% of what happens in the book. And it, it, it makes sense to compared to what's happened in the movie previously. And I do yes. think the ending is very fitting as well. Oh, yes. I mean... Uh, sure, an explosive, uh, exploding the hotel would be kind of cool, but... It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. The movie it is wouldn't so really understated. make sense. No, no. Um, and it wouldn't have a, a a clear or like good ending for the domestic abuse part. No, exactly. Because what did he do? Did he escape his pattern of being an abusive partner? No, that no, doesn't happen like that. No, that's not how like it that. works. Yeah, exactly. Um, instead, he 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 properly loses his mind and dies. Yeah. Because yeah. you know he's, he he gets stuck in the maze, the maze that is his, his troubled mind. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. And I know Stephen King did not like the movie um, at first. I don't know if he like changed his mind or anything, but he said that he loved he loved the look of the movie. It's beautiful, like the 
the scenery and the scenery all the, and the, all the, yeah, the sure. footage and the acting. But it was like he called it all surface, like a, a car, a, bu- a beautiful car without an engine. And I'm like, uh, bruh. <laughs> Well, your engine doesn't fit in that yeah, model, you, so... <laughs> you, you, you put a 600-horsepower engine on a moped, so... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like, you watch the movie again, Steven. There is, there's lots under the surface if you just look at it a little more. Maybe he's watched the wrong version. <laughs> yeah, maybe he, saw, maybe he saw the European version. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Um, uh, anyway... But- Getting back to the movie a little bit more. Yes, yes. The acting. Oh yes, the acting. I. The few I think characters the you have. Great. I mean, really? I'm speaking mainly about Jack Nicholson and, and um, uh, Shelley. Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Thank you, Shelley Duvall. Sure. Yes. She is really good. However, she looks kind of silly at point at times. Well. That's her, just her, how she's she running lo- around. That, but that's how she arms. looks. <laughs> that's how but she also her is. face. She looks just like the Momo meme bird thing from a couple oh, years ago. <laughs> the the Momo the monster who Kill, kills you if you call yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm it's, sorry. Yeah, but she has a very distinct face. She's always yes. had that. Yes. Um. She. Does look better in some of the pictures on IMDb. So I think the the fashion and the the hairstyle wasn't really good for her. That's not her film. Uh, no, but. sure, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing if she can do something else except for being uh, more or less a screen queen. Well, I haven't seen. Her I haven't a lot. seen her in anything else. She so has a small really... part in Annie Hall, where I think she's good. Um, she plays Olive Oil in uh, the Popeye movie, where she's very different. Oh yeah, well yeah, um, that's a completely different character. But I, yeah. I haven't seen her in anything else, so I can't really. No, I haven't. I haven't seen her in a lot, it. so uh, I can't. I can't tell. But I think she does a. I think she does a great job. Yeah. In in the movie and and Jack Nicholson as well. Uh, sp- specifically now watching it now, um, more more critically. Like I haven't done that before. I said it's been so long since I saw it. Um. I I. I th- I think they they both like I don't know if, if anyone was nominated but I think they both deserved I don't know that's not a criteria for good acting but you know um, um I think they're amazing both of them um well, they, gi- they, they give like outstanding performances they uh I'm sorry if you can hear my cat in the background yeah, a little bit. she was she was uh, nominated for a Razzie award but that's the only <laughs> acting I know basically and that's I mean, I can see why, cause the, but that's the character. Like I well, said, Rassi is a negative one, right? Yes, yes. Um, the, yeah, that's worst actress. It's a, it's a joke. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's a joke uh, uh, yeah. award, but but still, um, like, she, yes, the character is annoying. Yeah, she's but annoying. She's supposed she's weak, to be. But, yeah, that's, that's the, the point, and she she does that very well. That's like that's like uh, that's like saying like oh I don't I don't like um, fuck I don't know I don't like <laughs> Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men because he plays a really mean guy yeah, yeah. but he's good at doing it he's yeah. acting well that that's the whole thing yes the character's annoying but her portrayal of that character is great yeah um she is then, playing exactly what she should be playing exactly in this movie. 
And I mean, then the same thing with Jack Nicholson. He plays an insane person, so... <laughs> yeah, he does, in my opinion, again, he does go insane too fast. I feel like he's already insane as soon as he's been in the hotel. Yeah, well, he's yeah, like, he oh, is... being he is, alone, yes, thank you. He is insane he's from the beginning, but he's, like, trying to hold it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, not very successfully. <laughs> uh, uh, not really, I guess. Um, no, but I, I still, I still like, I like, I like uh, Scott McCruthers as Halloran, even though he's not really in the movie much. Um, and yeah. then, and then, other than that, we have, yeah, really, just people are like in one scene. Yeah, and um, I mean, B- Baby Danny, I don't know about him. He's fine. He's fine, but he's for a his kid. age. And There's... considering he has to like do the whole Tony thing as well. Yeah, I... that was probably a bit odd to try and produce. Uh, yeah, and considering the fact that he didn't know he was in a horror movie, for some oh, yeah, didn't? for for some didn't reason, tell him? no, for some reason, uh, Stanley Kubrick was super protective of of uh, uh, baby name? Danny, yeah, uh, <laughs> Danny baby Lloyd, Danny. Danny Lloyd, yeah. So he this plays was a, a guy this with was, his own name. Yeah, this was his first movie, and he was yeah like eight years old. And and Kubrick, I don't know if man, I know he had like children of his own that he you know, but he, maybe because he really loved children, he he was super protective that he didn't see any of the violence, or um, didn't even yeah, he didn't even know he was in a horror movie. So like the scene where 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 he comes in once again with the torn shirt, yeah, and then... and she picks him up and says, "You bastard! You did this! You hurt him!" She's that's that not Adam? him. No, that's not him. That's oh. a doll. Like a puppet. Well, that's well done then. Oh yes, it, I looked, I looked hard, but that's a well-made doll. And like huh. all the scenes where like he sees the chopped up little girls, he they just said, "Oh, there's something scary over there." Act, act. Yeah, because obviously they're not showing him that. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I read somewhere like he, he was like in his teens when he found out like, wait, what the fuck? I was in a horror movie. <laughs> Also, he hasn't done much more acting. No, he did one more movie, and then, of course, he had a, He's a cameo, cameo in, in Doctor in... Sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. But he is in, in, like, documentaries about horror things and stuff because of this, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, it doesn't say here. Where was that? The Shining. Um, say what? No, the, the whole the whole thing about that he didn't he didn't know he was in a. <laughs> yeah, but that's a classic thing when you have at least more back in the days when you had like younger actors you didn't uh, let them see the blood, basically. Sure. Unless they had to be bloody, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it's. Uh... And I think that's still a thing, not as strict, maybe because you're more. Um, What's it called? You see violence more daily now in like news and stuff. Oh yeah, than you did then, I suppose. But it's 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 still. Uh, I mean, it feels like some like the scene where he's like having a seizure and is is like um, frothing at the mouth. Yeah, he, he must have asked him like, "Why am I doing this What's in wrong a drama? Why am I writing murder backwards on a door? Why am oh, I maybe carrying he couldn't a read knife? that he was writing that though." <laughs> No, no, it's not murder. It's red rum. It's a, it's yeah. a grown-up drink. You know, rum. There's this is red rum. Oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he did a fine job as an actor. Yes, I suppose. he's he, he's good. Is he's a bit weird, but that's also because his character is a bit weird. He's, yeah, he's a, yes. And the kid cannot speak, but I'm not sure if that's character thing as well. 
can't speak. I'm not supposed to tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's just because he's a kid. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> yeah, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot, lot of um, lot, lot of lot of weird stuff uh, uh, going, go, going, going on, and and. and I don't know. I I I like. I still it. appreciate the movie. Yes, I do. I, I it's. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> we got a bit sidetracked. I think. No, but um, it's it's beautiful. Like the way it's shot, Stanley Kubrick does shoot things in a pretty way. Oh yes, a lot of times he, yes. he makes sure there are grand things and and the scenery is picked for for a good reason. Um, so like it's pretty, it's a beautiful film, but I'm, I don't know if I'd rewatch it just to rewatch it. No. Um, if I want to rewatch it, it's more of a of a uh, research purpose, I suppose. Sh- yes, yes, and I mean, yeah, it is not. It's it's not one of those movies just sit down to like watch. It's not a hangout movie. No, and this a lot is... of horror movies isn't aren't, but and a lot, but a lot of them are. But a lot of them are. <laughs> but like when I mean like serious horror movies, not like sure, like scream. Friday the Thirteenth. Those you can Friday, watch whenever, yeah. but because they're teen screams, that's a different. You thing. You don't want it because they they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, not scream. Huh? Not scream. No, scream is yeah, scream is good. They're good. Scream is really good. I really like yeah. Um, scream. But Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. This one is more of a, a serious horror film, but I again I it, I wouldn't watch it just to in wa- to watch it and, and no. enjoy it. No, you 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 watch it to 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 show someone who hasn't seen it, like like I did with you. Yeah. Um, or to talk about it. Yes, that's uh, that's true. Ooh, I, I was just staring at the trivia things. One thing that really bothered me, and I can tell now that it's not actually in the script. The whole when Jack's throwing around the ball. Oh yeah, that oh it irks me. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's just because I I get these like nervous ticks that he's gonna break something. Oh sure, yeah. When he throws it down the hall, it just it's so close to hit the the chandeliers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're in a place that you don't own. It's a bunch of expensive furniture and lights and 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 art. Stop! <laughs> just stop. <laughs> but apparently that wasn't in the script. It no. only said that Jack is not working. Yeah, so what is he supposed to do? Just stand there? No, he decided no, to throw a ball. No, of course he has to do something, but like... I, I think that's I think that's that's good. That, that's good improvisation. Also, though, all work and no play make Jack, makes Jack a dull boy doesn't really make sense, then, because he does play with himself. <laughs> okay, yeah, not but like he, that. Yeah, but you know what he, I mean? <laughs> he, he, I mean, it's, it's, it's more of a, like, uh, I, I, I can't... Well, um, writing the book is work for him. Yeah, that's and he, but true, he, he and he and he can't get anything done because he's constantly interrupted. Even though we've seen it like three times, but still, yeah. and it's it's him going insane. <laughs> yeah, true. And apparently, he was only fed cheese sandwiches to like yes. keep him in Angry. the bad mood. <laughs> yeah, which is which is like if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about mistreating your actors, he wasn't he wasn't. Only mean to uh, to Shelley then. No, <laughs> he, he forced Jack Nicholson to only eat cheese sandwiches. I mean, it's not on the same level, but I mean, eh, still, it's the same principle. Yeah. Uh. So, but I, he, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson has said though that 
he had a like off off sh- off shoot. He had a pretty good working relationship with Stanley Kubrick. So sure. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a strange tale of the the, the it making. It is a of, very strange tale. Yeah, and the movie itself is kind of strange. And the more you think about it, the more you talk about it, yeah, you can tell that Stephen King and Stanley Kubrick has very different styles and ideas. Yeah. Which probably just added to making this movie even stranger than it could have been. Yeah. Well, I got- Also, I was considering if you were to remake it nowadays. Yeah. I don't think specifically nowadays, after two years of isolation, I don't think people would go that mad. <laughs> No, no, but he Not goes he goes mad because there's a, he already is crazy. This yeah. is just what makes him snap. So, but yeah. true. You could you could you could make an adaptation where 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 uh, uh, Jack Jack, down. Jack Torrance is stuck in his apartment with his uh, family. Yeah, because in a small in a small cramped space, that would be more likely. Yeah, that's why it's called cabin fever because you're in one small enclosed space where you can't get anywhere. In this one, they're in a freaking hotel. It's a mansion. They have 500 rooms. Sure, most of them are locked, but they do have the keys. Yeah. They could have lived separately for months if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, the hotel is more of a metaphor for his brain. Yes. So. yes. It's a, this big, empty room with just that evil Delbert Grady in there telling mm-hmm. him to kill his family. And that nagging lady. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the annoying boy. Yeah, that makes sense why you would go insane. And strange ghosts and no alcohol. All work and no play. <laughs> yes. Makes Jack wants to kill his family. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Well, um, do you have anything else to, to, to add? Or should we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Well, yeah. probably, if we do watch the documentary, we'll probably think of something more to speak on on the uh, Patreon episode. So yeah. if you want to hear more, or probably more elaborate, even, things about this, check yes. out the Patreon. Check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Um, I don't know if it's on if it's on YouTube, but see if you can find the making of The Shining. It's a good it's a good documentary um, about the making of. Um and then, well, they don't have it anymore. Netflix used to have Room 237, but you can probably find that somewhere. Somewhere. Um, but more importantly, um, if, if you want to follow along in the, um, in the Patreon episode, we're going to talk about the Doctor Sleep movie. Um, so make sure you've watched it or we'll spoil it for you. Yes. Um, and I would also, <laughs> I would just quickly before we, before we end it, um, uh, you're, you're, you're in the process of reading Dune. Because we're recording uh, the commentary track tomorrow. Yes. Do you think you'll be able to finish it? I'll be up all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now I was just thinking, because um, when you're done with that, you, you, you should borrow the Shining book. Because uh, I have You have it, it in Swedish. English. Oh, you have it in English. Good. Yes, okay. I have yeah, most, most of English. I'll read it. Yeah, because it would be interesting to hear what you think of the book version <laughs> after having yes. seen the movie. I mean, that's Once the same we, for me. But. Actually, when we talked about... Uh, watching this movie, I was like, maybe I should read the book. But then we ended up on Dune before, so I had to yeah. read Dune first. I yeah. didn't really have time to read both. <laughs> no, no. They're both pretty big books. I've even, like, stayed away from watching other movies, just because Dune is a very big story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that, that's that's gonna have to be it. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening or watching. 
Remember, if you if you are watching this, you can also listen to us more more cl- classic, like a classic podcast on iTunes uh, or po- po- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Spotify, you know, all the major pl- platforms. Um, and if you want to watch us, we're here on YouTube. Once again, check us out on Patreon for exclusive episodes, commentary tracks, Dune commentary track coming this weekend. Um, and a lot coming in October. Won't tell too much yes. right now. But, um, and Big plans. Yeah, early access to videos, all that stuff. Um, so please check us out there. You also help us to to keep the uh, podcast going. But yeah, that's it for today. Once again, thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias Anderbeke Vidin, produced by Tobias Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidin. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. 